Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Cash Levy, and this is Cashing In. Wow. I'm sure a lot of you are very hungover right now, trying to see how you're going to make this New Year special. And I have faith in you. I want to start off the show by just saying, I believe in you from the bottom of my soul. I think this is going to be the best 2013 that we've had in a long time. I'm so excited, though. I, I This year... I decided to shake it up. Last year, some people said, hey, you're not using the... That's how it sounded to me. But really what they were saying is, uh, you, don't, you don't have enough guests. You have different guests. And so this time I said, you know what? All right. We're going to have a different guest. We're going to start off the new year, and there's no chance it's going to be the same guest that we had last year because I'm going to bring in uh, baby new year. You know, this is the first baby that was born. After that ball fell, and uh, it was the first baby, and I don't know when this, you know, the baby nears, but this is going to be a brand new guest. I, if you don't like the conversation, you can just stop complaining, because I'm trying to do my best to run a, uh, a respectable talk show. And oh, that's probably his uh, baby New Year's parents. Let's see here. Let's see. Okay, here's baby New Year. Hey, hi, hi, TJ. It's me, TJ Miller. What are you doing, buddy? The new Year's baby. Wait a second. I was born. I was the first one born on this New Year's Day. How could you be the first? Please let me finish. I'm so confused. 2013. One of my resolutions is not letting people walk all over me. That was three snaps and a butt slap, I believe. You better believe it. Wow, that's a good way to ring in the new year. It certainly is. Cash, I'm the uh, New Year's baby of 2013 because I was born again. Oh, you were born again last I was born this year. At twelve oh one a.m., actually twelve a.m. You had a religious four awakening. Four seconds, yeah. A religious. There was awakening. another baby born at twelve a.m. and three seconds, mm-hmm. but it died in childbirth. Exploded. Well, well, 
God. It exploded I, and ended up not being a real baby. It was filled with confetti. Oh, it was a fake mini baby. Snickers bars. Yeah. Okay, that's a relief. And that happens sometimes. It's actually a party gag that my mother does. <laughs> well, that would have been hard to interview that baby. Yeah. So, so I'm, I, but I, born I'm here. I was born again. A lot of people are born again as Christians. You know, they're born mm-hmm. again uh, Jewishes. They're born again Kabbalists. Juiskies, as they call them. I, I was on a boat. Was, there was a grab a couple cold juiskies. There was a booker in uh, in uh, <laughs> Seattle. Uh, he was known as somewhat of a racist booker, and we were out on his boat. Seriously, his name was That's like Santa Rich Claus. Davis or something. And he turned to me and goes, "Hey, Cash, you a juiski?" <laughs> and I go, "I don't even know what that. What is, I don't, is that? A real? It's weird that it's epitaph. What is that? Like I don't even know brisky. what that is. A juiski? What is that? Uh, it's a juicy Jewish." And brisky. I said, "No, I go. Actually, my dad, because it's it, my 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 mom is not Jewish. She's a she's she's a from the Christian." end of things, I guess. And uh, my dad, well, I don't really know a lot about religion, but uh, I said, no, I think it goes on your mom's side. I'm not a, a, a juiceki. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you're a juiceki just the same. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. what he takes, oh, yeah. a, a sip of a beer that's only labeled yeah. with the brown star of David. <laughs> yeah, you're cold, juiceki. <laughs> What a what an asshole! And it's so weird he's in Seattle too. You know what? He was really nice to me, so maybe he, you know, that's what's weird about maybe it. Maybe he's yeah. one of those benign racists. He you actually turned those? his comedy club into a strip bar later. Is that true? Yeah, it was called Giggles. the co- The club was called Giggles, <laughs> and then they changed the name of the club to Jiggles at, when they turned it into a strip bar. I'm serious. They can save money on the sign. I'm serious. All they yeah. do is replace the. That G. was the kind of guy he was. And he would work the door. He would open for you. He would like work the phones. He was a guy that would do everything. And he'd take you out on a boat and call you a juicy. There was a guy. Which was a real fringe benefit to work in the club. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a guy in, um, I think it's Oak Lawn, Illinois, at a place called Barrel of Laughs. Um, and I've been there. I yeah, did that club. And he opens for Or a barn, I should say. He yeah. opens for you. It's the back of a restaurant. And he tells you to work clean. He tells you to work clean, then he's the dirtiest over it. He goes Filthy. 45 minutes long. He's Filthy. just talking about getting it in or poop shit yeah. and all this stuff. And then you got to go up. And I never, you know, I never headline there, but boy, uh, it was, you know, it's so hard to follow. And it's 45 yeah. minutes of like, you know, his opener is he yeah. takes a flashlight into the crowd and he says, You two are married. You two aren't. You two are. And he'll identify who's single in the crowd and who's married. And then he goes into. Because I don't know if you know this, but married couples act very different than couples that are dating. Mm, Did you know that? Okay. So he's sort of uh, kind of exploding that myth. Yeah, like a baby barn yeah. on 12, 12 a.m. or 3. Well, I stayed in this guy's uh, back. He had a, like a, a spare room, and I stayed at the owner's Jesus. house, the one that called me a juicy. But he took me out on a boat, and uh, I'm sure if I Cash went to the Casually, he called me. He'll hold that against a guy. Uh, well, any racial slur if you take him on a boat. Took me on a boat. Care. Took me on a boat. This guy it's called a win-win. Me. Ah, I got called a juicy, but I did get to do a little fishing. You know, <laughs> what did I catch? A couple of Jews, a couple Jewies, a couple of jouts. Uh, so, drug. well, I'm I'm so glad. How, how, your New Year. Well, I so was good. born again. I, You're born again. I wasn't born again as a Christian uh, or a Jewski. A, a Christie or a Jewski? No, not a Christie. Hand me a cold Christie. Rule number one: What's a Jewski? Yeah. I uh, I was I was born again as a born again Christian because I was a born again Christian before this. 
It's your double reborn. I feel really good about this. I don't care yeah. okay. what people's reaction are to this. But I was born again as a born again Christian. And I wasn't going to bring this up, but I one of my New Year's resolutions is to be more honest. Mm-hmm. Before being a born again Christian in 2012, I, I was a born again Christian before that. So I'm actually a, a born again three... Four, four, almost four times over Christian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And each time I get more fervent and dogmatic and I will foam at the mouth and speak in tongues uh, when I'm at worship. <laughs> I hope so, that doesn't happen here. Well, you know, I go to a church that specifically... <laughs> I sure hope this is... Full release, man. Come get it, get it. The fluid come out of every hole. <laughs> Well, you know what I'd like to do to kick off the new year, buddy? I don't even know how to follow that. But you know what I'd like to do just to kick off 2013? Things are going to be a little bit different this year. Yeah, they are. Because at the start of every show, I think what we should do is something called the Triple Banger Banger Lightning Round. Triple Banger Lightning Round. New Year's edition. (laughs) I love that you feel like you have to do that. Like, First of all... (laughs) Do these have anything to do with New Year's? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Good. Commemorative New Year's edition. <laughs> uh, triple Anchor Lightning Round. Question one. <coughs> Would you rather go camping with Smokey the Bear or Smokey Robinson? Oh, Smokey Robinson. Yeah. That's a campfire to remember. Smokey the Bear won't even let you have a campfire. Well. He's like, can we just use non-fire light sources? At first he was Sean Connery. At first he was like Sean Connery. (laughs) Why can't we just use? These are, I think actually we have made a body of work that is a collection of the worst Sean Connery, the most amount of the worst Uh, Sean Connery impression. No, I, I mean, you know, Smokey the Bear is just going to be like, why aren't we using electric lanterns? And he's going to keep saying that, you know, even because I can just imagine that. Can't you? You're like, well, hey, why don't we roast some marshmallows? And he's like, you know, only you. And we're like, yeah, we fucking get it, Smokes. Okay, okay well, now, now sit he, down. Now he sit sounds down like Darth, take off the fucking hat. Now he sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> only you can prevent <laughs> forest fire. Now, here's the thing, buddy. Uh, that's not like Katy Perry. But let's listen, buddy. <laughs> Here, here's the thing you're not factoring in. I'm just over you. Here's the thing. I'm Darth Vader. This is what you're not factoring in. (laughs) More fluid gets on the helmet than you would think. Here's what you're not factoring in. Yogi Bear. I'm eating a, I'm eating a hot dog in here constantly. (laughs) The helmet creates hot dogs. And he feeds them to me, and there's a little bridge about him. <laughs> Saliva. Okay, Darth. Um, the thing you're not factoring in, I think, is that Yogi might be it's much not, looser. Smokey. 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 Yogi, are you Smokey. kidding me? I'm talking about Smokey now. I'll Smokey. do a Yogi. No, forget about Yogi. I'm, I'm trying to get I my, was in the film. I'm trying to get my... Uh, my comment in here before this goes into another uh, character. I'm just trying to say, buddy. In which character is that, guys? <laughs> is he the campfire counselor? He <laughs> looks like Jenny Kirsten is in this. <laughs> Ooh, ouch, a fire. Uh, I, I did not know the fire's hot. Uh, Listen, buddy. The thing is that 
Smokey might be more fun when he's one on one with you. Let's let's factor in. He never wears a shirt. He might loosen up. Like he might be. This whole thing might be just sort of a a guy's public image. Yeah, public image. You get him behind closed doors, or you know, out in the wilderness, for heaven's sake. And he's he's you know he's he's making moonshine out there. I can't imagine. Uh, he's you know shitting in the woods. Well, I can't. He is a bear, right? Yeah, I cannot stop thinking about Yogi Bear since you mentioned him, and I, I, that's who I would want to be. Because then you could go and steal a picnic basket with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, how fun would that be to be with a bear? Because it would scare the shit out of a person. They don't usually portray that in the. But if you came out with an animated bear and you were like, "Give us your," you wouldn't even have to really sneak it out. I mean, I would just come out and say. How fucked is your reality right now that you're seeing a live cartoon bear with me? Yeah. Give me that basket. Yeah, that's What's true. in there? That's true. Uh, but, I, no, I think for Smokey sure. Smokey Robinson. Robinson. Plus, you know what? Smokey Robinson did some stuff in the 80s, Woo-hoo. so Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald would jump in. You'd be camping, and Michael McDonald would just hop out of the wilderness. <laughs> I can't forget not in love anymore. I can't forget <laughs> I keep forget. It's just it's only two words and then it's a bird. <laughs> what? It's two words and then a bird. I know. I, I know. Keep forgetting. <laughs> keep forgetting. <laughs> Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question two, two, two. There are no snow women. It's always snowmen. Snow women. There are no snow women. Is that sexist or racist? And that's from a guy who was called a Juski. <laughs> and, and it is you're asserting that snow person could be a race. Yeah, like what? Uh, it's it's always well, here's snow. Here's what it is. It's snow. It's never. Why is it always a snowman? Well, where's the snow because, women? Because the carrot, which is already being used for the nose, you get a second carrot. They come in packs of five or six. You throw one on the ding dong and you let it be. The dingle doof. The dingle hoopsies. The hoopsie duper. Your Jack Froster. <laughs> Frosting that glazed ham. Putting a log on that fire. Chimney stuffing it with your candy dick. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all the uh, parents listening. Yeah. But, you know, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Whereas not very many people sort of push in an indentation to make a snow vagina. It's it, And I think they could, but it melts and then it's gone. So you got to go out there and you're doing that. You know, three or four times an hour. You think the problem is well, the snow people are vagina. coming out looking at you just sort of fingering your <laughs> snow fingering. person. That's what it is. You're fingering a snow person. That's why people don't do it. That's what I, I was getting to. I think the whole whoever's listening and doesn't understand that the whole the series, the podcast itself, was all worth just coming to that. That's you can't put a snow vagina on a snowman because it looks like a, you're fingering a it snow. It looks like person. you're fingering a snow person. You can't put a vagina on a it's that's so why there better. are no that's why there are no snow women. And that's why we did the podcast. I think we're gonna shut it down now. We uh thank you thank for you listening. Thank you guys so much. And you know what? We're gonna take a break here and we may never come back, but let me just say this. Each time you walk out into your yard and you put you have to take your mitten off, so it actually looks like you're degloving to <laughs> so put your you hand can, in there. You but can you finger put, a snow person, and you put your your hand in there to make the indentation. Your neighbor is going to look over and just say, "What the fuck is he doing?" And if you turn and you got your hand in between the legs of your snow person, which even where are the legs? There aren't even. Who is Billy with legs? Usually they just got a fat stomach that's the bottom. What if you? I have an idea. But uh, you know, if you, I have an idea. If you got your hand in between there, and you turn around, and there's a little girl on a tricycle, and she's just looking at you. 
You got to tell her. You got to say, look at I know it looks like I'm fingering a snow person, but I'm not. I'm trying to make more snow women in the world so that there can be cold role models, or as I call them, cold models for you, the young girls on the tricycle. That's right. You're just trying to you're trying to create a better world for these people. They don't get it. They think you're fingering a snow person. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. You here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna heat up my penis. Some of the best. I'm gonna heat up my penis. And you are gonna and have snacks. That I'm gonna have sex woman. with a snow person. Snacks is I'm gonna have sex. snacks. I'm gonna have snow sex. Snacks. I'm gonna have snacks, which is snow sex. I'm gonna have snacks with a snow person with a heated up elongated penis. You're elongating it? Uh, yes. Uh, otherwise known as an erection. Otherwise known as an erection. I call that an elongated always, penis. Cash does it. He goes, honey, my penis is elongated. It's elongated. <laughs> I love elongate as a okay. verb. It's I'm going to take funny. the water wings off the penis. I'm going to have sex with a snow person. Hey, and that will thereby create a new vagina. That will create, uh, that'll create a, vagina, a vagina. And I will have given birth to a snow woman i mean that's you know it's very romantic really it is and during the winter years yeah girls during the winter years (laughs) what (laughs) the season you mean no it's like the wonder years but it Uh, was only during the years that we experienced winter with no summer i i find that you know the ice age yeah during the ice age there weren't enough snow women there weren't coal models for young girls role models yeah yeah and i listen whether you do it with your hand or you snuck, or you, or you, or you snuck. heat up your elongated penis. <laughs> you just elongate it. You know, I take Viagra. I go here. It's elongating. It's elongating. <laughs> All right, honey. It has been elongated. <laughs> oh my god. So so or okay. There's a third way. Um, this is the last way, and that is. Opening your anus and pressing your anus no. directly against the vagina, which then makes it look like How can you tackly- you're the bottom in a snow, a gay snow couple. Why does everything always end up with anuses connected? That's it started to get that way. We're gonna have to show the call anus connection because it's like almost every joke now ends up with two anuses opening towards each other. <laughs> How, why do things devolve into that? Why are it's things? That it's impossible. That's why it's so funny to me. It is funny because you can't. It is funny. Even the idea of two men just trying, <laughs> gay or straight, just trying to open up their bottoms. Why did have to? <laughs> they're twisting. They're trying to get. <laughs> It's so funny. And so the idea of, you know. The sheer improbability of it is imagine, funny. It is. It's just you can't even imagine it in your mind. It is. It is funny. It's funny every time. So don't get me wrong. But it's 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 taking over the show. It's cashing well, it's in the with. It's fucking holiday Catching anuses. You know, and I know that you grew up in a juicy Christian side of things household. But in my household, which was a born again, born again, born again, born again Christian household. Yeah. There is anus touching. It's anus open. It's anus is open. <laughs> anus is open. I am so sorry. I really, I don't think, I've, I've never, if this is so sad, because if I really show the true nature of myself on your podcast, I am. I'm the lowest form of humor. No. Is the is the majority of the comedy they do. It's, no. it's all plays on words. It's me saying, a cold role model is a cold model. <laughs> ass to ass. It's just terrible. <laughs> Well, no, what, that's, that's, I think we've grown together here on the podcast because, uh, well, we've discovered that you can't create a vagina on a snow person. 
uh, in these, those aren't good ways. So let's, what if there was a device that even women could use on yeah. the snow person to create the vagina that what wouldn't would be call? awkward? A snow pusser? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think you say, honey, can you, listen, I've been using the snow pusser the last three or four hours. Can you go out there and put a vagina on that snowman? I want to put another, this is my Christmas present to you guys. Okay. I like to put this mental image in your mind, and that is a snowman with a. Uh, Something to do with his anus. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Actually, if you put a calamari in the back of a snowman, <laughs> yes, a single piece of calamari, you put that on the back of the snow guy, and I turn again. He's got. I, look, I'm not trying to ruin calamari for you, but I think an asshole removed from a human would look like calamari and I just I want everybody to think this Christmas season you just have ruined snowman, calamari a for snowman most people. with and you playing ring toss with uh, anuses on the the snowman's right. carrot penis what if you what if you drank hot chocolate or something or cider and then you ate out a snowman well I, I'll say this that would create a vagina that's a great and could be pleasurable for both parties or, or sort of be outside talking with the hot chocolate or you know hot cider in your hand yeah and you gotta be kind of you know talking to somebody and having a very animated conversation where you're gesticulating a lot and then you kind of sort of surreptitiously just on the side spill just a little bit of hot cider or chocolate right on the bottom you know of the the snowman yeah. and that little drip. You can also, I mean, you, you know, the, we twi- the swizzle stick. Actually, the swizzle stick could be. You know, we we didn't want to bring this up, obviously, because yeah. this is our last podcast. We're going to take a break just for a, a, a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, but you know, you can also urinate a vagina <laughs> <to> a snow <laughs> person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I know my parents don't listen to this, but Cash is doing. I want to say. I am so sorry, but that is true. Another way you to can, put a vagina on a snow person is by urinating. And you can do that out of an elongated penis or not. You, it, <laughs> it doesn't can, matter. It can be any size length. It or a semi-elongated. You, you could do that. Which we call... Well, just, I'm going to let that go. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move along to the triple, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round question question three, three, three. What's more despicable? Pushing a grandmother down a flight of stairs? Or uppercutting her so hard, she goes all the way up the stairs. <laughs> um, boy, that's a tough one. So, yeah, these came hot off the wire. So pushing this the grandmother down the stairs this on CNN or hitting her so hard that she goes all the What's way up the stairs? What's more despicable, pushing a grandmother down a flight of stairs or uppercutting her so hard, she goes all the way up the stairs? Well, I think it's more despicable to push because that's sort of that's even more cowardly. But if you if you can hit an elderly woman up a flight of stairs, I say strength. do it. Yeah, it takes a lot of strength. I mean, that's some Popeye shit right mm-hmm. there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. some real. You got to have forearms the size of scions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to really hit a woman. You'd up. have to know what scions are, probably. I mean, they are a Toyota car <laughs> that is very small. But it's still larger than most human biceps. <laughs> well, those were our triple bangers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been so much fun. This is our New Year's edition. Where were you? We're going to talk about that. And uh, I don't know why you keep saying we haven't even mentioned New Year's. Yeah, New Year's, the New Year's edition. It's let's New Year's let's edition, talk about New Year's. Let's talk about New Year's for a second. Where were you? I, I was. Uh, I, had, I had a New Year's experience a few years ago in Denver that I want to tell you. Uh, about. Yeah. 
That is the New Year's edition. Yeah. Well, sing, well, sing it. So it, it was a New Year's party, uh, and uh, this is one of the craziest experiences. I was single at the time, Ugh. and uh, I was extremely uh, horny, or hornalicious, as it were. And it was. And it was. And I was very uh, well, attracted to this young woman who asked me to come to her party somewhere in Denver. It was snowing that night. And I drove after her, and we got to the party, and it was a really bad party. And there were all these, like, horrible people sitting around doing crystal meth. Or, it was a very ugly oh, party. It was an ugly party. I love that. And I went into the back uh, of the uh, apartment with her, into one of the rooms, and uh, we started to fool around, and we took our clothes off. Cash. Yeah. We took our clothes off. And as we were completely naked, uh, all of a sudden, the and, and we were about to have something very serious happen uh, with our sexuality. Were you uh, going to mash genitals? We were about to do something of that nature. I'm just trying to be tactful because I know there's a lot of you know people listening. Um, the entire party uh, burst into the room. The all entire party all at once. Surprise! And, and they all burst into the room. And they, the, the person whose house it was screamed as if uh, something was happening, that, like as if maybe some kind of assault was taking place. And the one I was with ran out of the room. So now I'm naked alone in the room. Everyone has rushed in. This is New Year's night. I jumped up on the bed that was next to us. We were actually on the floor. I jumped sure. up on the bed and I grabbed this like tapestry off the wall and I pulled it down and I put it around my waist and I swear to God, the girl starts screaming. The girl that walked in, she's like, oh my God, she's like, this is, my grandma made me that. <laughs> I mean, the humiliation, I mean, it was absolutely, and by the way, I was fully elongated, <laughs> full elongation. It was the most embarrassing moment of my life. This is how I brought in the New Year. And everyone's standing around there, all have their hands over their mouths like, Heck, what, who is that guy? No one knew me. So everyone left. I'm like, please, I'll, I'll, please, if you all could leave, I'll put my clothes back on. I'm, I'm very embarrassed. I'm like, this is really. This is know, the weirdest. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Well, it gets, it gets Why worse. Why would they stay in the it's, room? They just stayed and stared <laughs> at me. So, so they sort of file out. Who is this guy? Well, we're going to wait and see if he's going to put his clothes back on. Or keep having an elongated tapestry, if you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about his whoops. So, so we fi- they file out. Closer, I put my clothes back on. This is how horny I was. I decided to stay at the party and just see if I could close the deal. <laughs> and I and yeah, because I was so after you horny, ruined her, I ruined everybody's life. And I sat in the corner of the party like a pariah. No one would talk to me. She was still hidden somewhere, like she had been, uh, you know, wrongfully, by yeah, like e- exactly. You know, so I was just sitting in the corner of the party. No one would talk to me. I was just like still <laughs> just sat there in the corner. That's how desperate I was. Still in and, the tapestry, and people are like doing awful stuff. I wasn't in the tapestry. I put the tapestry back up. I and uh, but this this is this. You know what? This is a great New Year's story because I stuck around and. I finally did see her again, and we ended up going back into that same room. And uh, she uh, she shot me in the leg. No, I'm joking. Did she? <laughs> no. We, we ended up having a good experience. It ended up being a very happy New Year's. You did have the inner? Well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm not, I don't course. kiss and tell, but I'll just say that I, I thought it was a good experience that we had. And, and we ended up being friends. Mm. She took me to the airport, which was much bigger than the... <laughs> Well, at that point, that's really what it was all about. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> He's pretty, trying to get it. 
I and, just uh, it was one of my most memorable. It was a great way to start the new year uh, to just completely humiliate myself for two minutes of happiness. Well, that is a great story, and I, you know, I, I'd like to tell just a quick. Uh, yeah, I have a funny story that kind of just to piggyback on that. Yeah, for, piggyback know, it fifty to seventy yeah. miles. Double anal it. Double diggles. Calamari. <laughs> Calamari. Kiss open anal it. That's what I call it. Uh, I like to open her up on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I was put a star of David I, on her tree. I, I was in I was in my parents' house. Okay, this, this is actually, getting really weird. Well, already. this is pretty this embarrassing. Is getting weird. This is embarrassing. But I was in my parents' house, and we were sort of spending New Year's, and it was kind of embarrassing. And I, you know, I didn't. There was no girl. It's, I was a little bit younger, but not too young. I mean, I think I was seventeen. There's no girl. That I was going to kiss at midnight, and I remember, you know, my grandmother or somebody being like, you can kiss me at midnight. You know, you're always like, yeah. no thanks, G-Ma. <laughs> I'm looking for elderly Polish tail. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I was upstairs in my room, and they said, stay down here for the ball drop. And I said, no, you know, I'm going to go upstairs. And I got upstairs, and I was, I don't know, I guess I was thinking about a girl kissing me, and I got a little... Hornalicious, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah, casual hornalicious. And uh, you know, I, I've been talking to this tapestry that my grandmother made for about <laughs> a day or two, and uh, you know, we were sort of both kind of into it. So I started actually uh, making love or uh, using the tapestry to uh, kangaroo jack off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're talking and about. All of a sudden, everybody from my family burst in. <laughs> no, they, listen, they, they burst in. They burst into the room, and they go, we're not leaving until you either put your clothes back on or decide not to. And I ripped down. My, my mother has a very strange custom of hanging women from oh god, <laughs> as curtain. I thought this was true. And I grab, I grabbed, I grabbed a woman down from. It's a skin suit. Yeah. It's a skin suit of a woman. I I brought that down, and that's when my grandmother said, "I made that. I would fuck me." Mm. And then she said, "I'm Kitty Perry." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I thought you had me going there, buddy. Well, I thought you. That's a true story. Yeah, I don't I, know why. Okay, okay. I was in I was in Tokyo for New Year's. Okay. How was that? You know, it's like the opposite Let's of America. Let's go back to the future. How it's was like it? the exact opposite of America. You yeah. Know? You can get beer and vending machines. Um, I think they read right to left. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they write top to left. They have a whole different, uh, whole different language. They, they, write in a, they write in a clockwise. They have a whole different language, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I, I had thought actually the first two days that I was there that everybody was just mumbling. Mm-hmm. And so I kept saying, what? Uh, hello? Let's enunciate. And, you know, they would sort of look at me with this very, this terror in their eyes. And, um, you know, I, I would say, Jesus, you know, everybody's mumbling. And uh, my travel partner, Pizzers. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I travel with this, uh, this guy, Pizzers. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were at a fraternity in college together okay. for two and a half months. And he's... <laughs> We call him Pizzer because he one time he pissed on a lizard because uh-huh. uh, he thought it was a snow person's <laughs> vagina. But he was trying to create a snow he vagina. Was, yeah. He was trying to create yeah. a snow woman, and uh, you know, he kept saying, "No, no, no!" They're speaking a different language. And so after two days, in, I did. But we saw some lovely shrines, and I just want to say, if you're thinking about going out there to see Kabuki, 
which is a Japanese, you know, theater art, uh, don't. It is so boring. There's no open anal, right? There's no calamari to calamari. I mean, it is the most, but it really is the most boring thing. Really? You ever watch, because it's, they sort of say something in Japanese, and then they make a very grand movement, and then they play a little music. And then it's almost like they're just doing a play one thing at a time, one element at a time. It's like, Hataka, Akuraka, Mataka. Kaimaya. And then they'll just do that in succession. And I didn't know what it was about, but it seemed like there was a, a story about a young woman who was born in a, a village outside of Tokyo and then came to Tokyo, met a very, you know, uh, sort of a, a prince-type archetype, and they, you know, she became with child. And then because he was from a prominent family, he renounced their love because okay. his family wanted it's sort of a Romeo yeah. and Juliet thing. Sure. And when she gave birth to the baby, it exploded into a... I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I didn't know that's what Parade it was. of confetti. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So it was sort of like what the sort of like the the first Chris, first New Year's baby this mm-hmm. year. It was sort yeah. of a, a fictional, a false thing. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for that, <laughs> no that little tidbit. I got to move us along to essential questions. Let's of human get nature. to it. Essential questions. Essentially, this is essential questions of human nature. Hey, buddy, is it is it possible to be a foodie and not be a fatty? Like how if someone's truly a foodie, shouldn't they be a little fatter? I hate people. I'm a foodie, and they're really skinny and tall. It's like, what are you? You're not doing it right. You know who does? Why don't you eat a little more? What are you doing? That Aziz Ansari fellow. Even ugly smile too. You got your eyes look like your balls of shit that have been pushed in your face. What are you doing? You're not a good foodie. (laughs) Ugly man stick. (laughs) Look, I I think you're right. I mean, I don't like these food critics. Yeah, the food critic, if you're gaunt, then you're not really doing much research. Exactly. Here's one. You should be obese. Yeah. You should be mortably, mortably. Can you can you be a chocoholic? People say, oh, I'm a chocoholic. You know, yeah. can you truly be a chocoholic if you can go a full day without chocolate? Yeah, I don't think if so. If you're a chocoholic, are you eating chocolate in the morning? You know, what's the distinction? People say... Because oh, you're a chocoholic. Everyone likes yeah. chocolate. You're a chocoholic. You need to stop eating chocolate in public. You know, you're eating right. chocolate. You're blacking yeah, out. Yeah, you're blacking out on blackout you're, cake. You're, you're, you're starting black your day cake. with, a, a, with a Hershey's fun size. That's how the blackout cake came from. The word, you know, the blackout cake. People is that were blacking a thing, out. Blackout cake. Yeah, people were blacking out in the cake. What is a? It's just all chocolate. Yeah, I've never it's all heard that. It's very chocolatey. Are you but sure that's people, a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's something called the blackout cake. Ryan hasn't even heard. You've never heard of that, right? It exists. You could look it up. Yeah. Like Ryan took a second to decide if he was going to or not. He's like, I could, but I don't do that. <laughs> no. I yeah. I, if you're, what makes a chocoholic? You know, what if you're just a social? You know, what if you're a social leader? You just confirmed what? it. Yeah, it's a real and, what, thing. and what's in it? Uh, a lot of layers of chocolate. You yeah. can make it. It is. Here, let me, let me, you want to, uh, let's read it. Here we go. Here okay, let's go. be careful with that. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Is that thing that. hooked up to the thing? You know, it's not. It Last actually episode? It's just its own thing. Disaster struck. Yeah. We, we lost some. Well, I, I, I still blame the rap on that. So, to make blackout cake, you're going to, and this, and you know, you can obviously make different, you know, different stuff, whatever. So, for the cake, you're going to need butter and flour for preparing the pans. 
half cup of unsweetened Dutch processed coca. Now, Dutch process is very different. They they put their wooden shoes on it. They're stepping on the coca beans. They're getting them really down. There's a windmill, you know, within 300 yards. Three table, <laughs> three tablespoons of boiling water. Now, don't boil that over, you know, in the spoon. Because then you just look like a heroin addict. Two ounces of bittersweet chocolate chopped. Now, that's chocolate that, you know, you're glad that you ate it, but you look back and you had some bad memories, you know? <laughs> you want three-quarter three cup milk, two cups of sugar. Now, that is just so much sugar. As you're putting the second cup in, really take a look at your own life. <laughs> take a look at yourself. Two sticks of butter, slightly softened. Now, you can soften butter just by a lot of different putting ways. it in between your butt cheeks. You can <laughs> urinate on it. You can sort of press it against a snow person's vagina. That'll actually make it colder. You should do a cooking show. This I, is uh, I have done. It's going to make people n- lose weight. Four eggs separated, and so you don't want those from the same carton. You want those at birth, coming from different farms. Two new, teaspoons new year's eggs yeah. of vanilla, uh, not ice. Uh, two cups of flour, which that second cup, you should really be saying, what am I doing with my life? One teaspoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt, and one teaspoon of baking soda. And what you're going to do is you're going to make the filling, put it in the pan, make the cake. I'm just reading the beginnings. Put the cocoa in a small bowl. Meanwhile, use an electric hand mixer. Then you combine the flour. Then you divide the batter. Then you make the frosting. Then you whisk the hot water all at once. And, and stir until smooth, and then you assemble the cake. And that is that is our New Year's recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that. your and blackout cash, cake for you chocoholics. And Cash, I just I, I really wanted in doing that to make you regret bringing a blackout yeah, cake. Yeah, you and did. I think I did. did. Okay, good. And I, and I was about midway through your exposition, I was going to say I regret it, but then I didn't want to sort of stomp on your... You're fun because you, you're right. a very valued guest, and I, I don't want to like explain to you that I didn't want to hear well, the entire uh, way of making it. Once you said assemble it, that was upsetting too. I don't know how you assemble food. Who who we got on the docket as a guest for this year? Do you know yet? Um, no. I, well, there's a lot of you know. Of course, uh, I'm hoping to get Ed Asner back. To, uh, he didn't uh, he didn't make it. Uh, I love him. And uh, uh, of course, the, you know, he, he always had someone riding on his back. Uh, Holly. Uh, the other Ed. You tell uh, me about it. Yeah, you found mm-hmm. it the hard way. So, um, usually, I think it's going to be mainly people that uh, the people have really heard of. You know, this this next year, I've got a lot of good guests lined up. That's uh, great. Well, I'm, I'm a loyal listener, and I, you know, I would love. I, I always love wait. it when you're on the show. I always love it when you're on the show. It's always a memorable show, and and that's why we're going to uh, move it along to one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, this is a part uh, that some people like to call. Uh, uh, Tweetalize, uh, and that's sort of Until the working title. Until they think title. of a better name for it, this and, uh, is Tweetalize. Now, I personally, uh, and I don't know if you ever heard this before, I like to call it uh, "Taking It to the Tweets." <laughs> Taking it to the. T- you don't know me, but I'm your brother. <laughs> Are you telling me the things you wanna do for me? I lie, but I don't like what I think I see. Take it to the twist. Take it to the twist. Take it to the. I only regret is that people can never see your face because your face looks ten times more insane than the sounds. But listen, buddy, I have one of your tweets. Can I can I read it? And I, I do, but can I? I want to say you can do mine too. Google, no, it's not. I'm not doing yours. Okay. Google Cash Levy, L.A. Times, 
And there's a great article. Comedian Cash Levy explains his odd path to stand-up Oh, L.A. Weekly, yeah. L.A. Weekly, sorry. L.A. Weekly. It's on uh, blogs.laweekly.com. But it's, it's a great article. And I, I, I enjoyed the article. The only thing I'll I was retweet it. the only thing is um, TJ. I mentioned cashing with TJ Miller, and, they, and in the article, I, I mentioned some of the specific things, like uh, when we one of my favorites when we discussed um, uh, uh, Oscar the Grouch, nature versus nurture. Yeah. I love that episode. Uh, so there were a lot of like things I mentioned, but you know they always have to shorten stuff for uh, for the sake of the I, the print. I, I know, think media. you for sure didn't mention. The I show. did mention that. I did mention it. It's Just in the bottom of the article, actually. Sorry. They still they they did mention it. Um, they just, they just said, you know, he's been, you know, he's, he has a, he has a podcast and eventually, uh, Ed Asner, uh, may eventually be a guest. That's what it said. Yeah, I would love, I, cause I just love Mary. Oh, and by the way, the people that did read the article and write those nice comments, that was really, I appreciated that. That was nice. Um, that was Phoebe. So I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt, yeah, but I wanted let's, to, plug. I want to do one of your tweedles. Uh, this Tweedle is one of the up. tweets. TJ Miller, one of my favorite tweetists. Uh, he's always funny. He's not just funny, uh, you know, on the podcast. He's just funny with the he's written not word. Funny at all. <laughs> he has a uh, he has a, his his is at, at not TJ Miller, and uh, it's mainly just tweets about different anal type situations. Uh, but this one's different. Open facing uh, open anus. face. Open. I'll open, take those anuses. Open, anuses. open faced. TJ writes. Uh, Sometimes when I pull up next to a motorcycle, I yell, "Your dick is gigantic. It looks like a motorcycle." I'm glad that you read that tone of voice because that is a <laughs> made dick it, is made gigantic. It, I somehow made it less funny by doing it that way. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I really do do that, and a lot of these biker <laughs> gangs, you know, they think they're tough, and they'll. How does that work out for you to yell that at someone on a motorcycle? Well, I do it when I, you know I point a gun at them and I say, "Oh, okay." Your dick looks like a motorcycle, and they'll say, "What?" Because those motorcycles are loud, and I'll say. Your your dick is huge. You look, and then by that time they're usually gone. But I, I you know, I, I, you know, for me that's more about. You know, people always say that you get these, you get a sports car, you get a motorcycle because you're trying to compensate for a penis that doesn't elongate very long. The uh, yeah, and I, I don't think that's always true. You know, I, I drive a uh, lifted hot rod. Uh, it has monster truck wheels, but the body is that. It's a two tone, right? It's a two tone top. Gremlin two tone two top. Yeah, it's a two tone. So it's got two-tone. a second roof on the roof that I had installed. I was actually run over with that car, and then you backed up over me a second I, I time. Hit I hit you, you, backed up, went forward, and then backed up. And then, and as I recall, you murdered Mackie Sasser with that same vehicle. <laughs> I have. I want to say I have nothing that I'm compensating. Rest for. in peace, Mackie Sasser. I fully elongated. I am at over. Two and three quarter inches of softened butter, <laughs> butter sticks. Here's the thing about the motorcycles, though. Um, they're really loud, like almost beyond it, I, the amount well, of. So I know I sound like an old man, but it's like, come no, on, they're so seriously. Dangerous. That's the loudest thing in the world. It's the loudest like thing I, in the world, and everyone gets in an accident. Why? Why would you? Everyone I know who owns a motorcycle has gone into an accident. They're really fun, though. They are. I've never been on one. You know, I bet. I've Every, been, everywhere I've been, I go, if I, I'll rent. Uh, you didn't rent anything in uh, in well, Japan, I, I've, of course. I've you know. I, you I've rent a, a moped, rent a scooter, or a scooter, or a moped. Yeah, yeah those are very really different, fun. Though. They are different. That's but a mo- you know, a motorcycle is a very fast and dangerous thing to be riding. I had a motorcycle on. for one summer. 
Did you? Yeah, I did. And uh, I decided to not do it after the end of that summer because you get used to the speed mm-hmm. and you start doing stupid things. You start jumping things. And I wonder if really? I can. Yeah, you start doing. I'm not saying I was like evil Knievel, but you start doing stupid, really ridiculous things because you get used to being able to. Uh, you get used to the danger and then you keep up in the ante. It's actually. Uh, it's. That's what happened. And you were you were no evil. It was Knievel. stupid. No, I was like 20 though. Yeah, but I, I think actually because you do you consider jumping off things just going down a curb, right? You've always said that. Yeah, leaving the parking garage. There's always a dip, <laughs> uh, and if you take it fast enough, you will gain uh, as more about the weight. same amount of air as your elongated uh, Rain penis. Tongue. Yeah, as yep. your wrong tongue. Yeah. Wrong. This is the uh, wrong tongue. So that was a good one, though. I, I appreciated that one. I've got a. I can find another one on you here. Uh, I would love see. that. And I wanted to read one of yours. But you know, in the meantime, Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, Cash, I guess you're you're going to take a little bit of time off in the coming weeks from the show. Well, my birthday is uh, going to be on the. Uh, you know, it's coming up. It comes up the same time every year. And what? And what time uh, is that? It's the 13th of January. Because our uh, readers may want to send you some sort yeah, of no, gift please basket. Don't. Please or, don't send uh, me anything. I, I, I got the ultimate gift uh, this year. I got, a, uh, I got a, a, a snow person, which I'm going to <laughs> single-handedly uh, make into a snow woman by uh, heating up my genital <laughs> organs. And <laughs> Jesus. My God. Uh, making love to that... Uh, to that snow person to make it into a lovely snow treat. woman, thereby creating a snow vagina that we can all be proud of. Um, but that was Tweedalize, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move it along, buddy. Well, now gonna, are you trying to find one? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find one of your I, tweets. I actually have a good one of yours that I wanted to mention too. You know, and I don't. You know, I, I've I, you can follow Cash. It's at Cash Levy. Yeah, and you know, Cash is he tweets often, and he's. I mean, he looks great, you know. He's, but I, I, I don't know. I've found your tweets to be sometimes offensively <laughs> uh, drunken. You I know, do tend to just, when I do get alcohol. drunk. When I do get drunk, I tend to tweet. It's weird. It's, it's really so, crazy because I think. But you, I get lonely a, when I get drunk. I get lonely. Right. I've got a hangover that would make Jed Clampett proud. <laughs> Hashtag moonshine. Yeah, because I drank moonshine after a show with this guy. Brought yeah. a big jug of moonshine to the show. Two tweets before that, you wrote, I'm drinking moonshine again. Sorry to tweet in this state. I just feel like we've been out of touch. Okay. <laughs> and then the tweet after after that, but before the hangover that would make Jed Clampett proud, which is just such a good Beverly Hillbillies reference. You wrote, <laughs> this is just after moonshine and saying, like, sorry, I have to tweet this day, but how long has it been since I talked to you? Uh, you write, I still believe we are inherently good before we become corrupted. And I just want to know, how deep were you into moonshine? They're like, here's what I'm telling everybody. <laughs> we are good. Deep down until we're corrupted. That's just such a drunken moonshine thing to say. And not, you know, not that it's not true. Do you used to believe that, or was that just the moonshine talking? I'm very happy drunk. I mean, I am. You've seen me. But do you believe that people are inherently good? I do. I don't believe in evil. I don't like it. People go, oh, so-and-so's evil. Listen to Even that. Knievel? Except for Knievel. But I, I, honestly, though, you know, there was, there's been all these different shootings and different things that people say, and they're horrible, horrible tragedies. Um, and people will say that so-and-so that did these things were, was evil. And maybe it's, maybe it's just... Uh, uh, the language we're arguing about here. Maybe it's just semantics. But to me, 
the people that I knew that were bad seeds growing up, they would have six to ten different people come and pick them up at school uh, every day. And you'd know, like, that guy's a bad egg because no one gives a shit about him. Wow. You know what I mean, though? I, I feel like, and I don't think those were bad kids when I was, you know, the, the ones that were getting in trouble all the time. I think that, I don't think people are born evil. I think it's, I think gen- people are generally good. And I maybe I'm an optimist, but I, I do think that uh, society and people's lack of parenting skills, that sort of thing, lets them down. I, I There was a couple bad seeds at my school, and it just, you never knew who was going to pick them up when they got in trouble. But it was, it was obvious like no one cares about this kid i mean no one's even noticing these kids alive sometimes those were kids that no one even would come and pick up they would just be sitting there all day it's tough because you know they can't Do you think evil exists like this entity in the world well no but i i mean i think people are corrupted you know but there there's a problem there's always the problem of there are people that went through all that and didn't decide to then commit evil acts but you know you when you get down to it it's well, then, were they, do they have different DNA that the experience of being beaten as a kid or whatever, they were able to overcome that better than other people? But I think it's not evil in the traditional sense, but I think it's okay to understand, excuse me, that, you know, evil is a, um, it's kind of a, you know, it's all evil and good are subjective terms that human beings assign value to actions. And that there is evil and good in the okay. world. It might be semantics, because the way you're describing it, I agree with. I, yeah, I feel I, like I sometimes, right. though, say, people come to it from almost a religious angle, and they're like, this person was born evil. And I, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I think, I guess Nancy Grace, you know, I would say, <laughs> well, that's is the, the ultimate evil. I mean, she held you hostage and whipped you with, with power cords. With a of power course, cord. you had some experiences. One, you know, most of them she had a lot of cords. nice alcoholic beverages. One of them was a power strip. She had a surge a protector <laughs> that she smacked my buttocks. But you, you have to remember, you did have an opportunity to reach into her uh, and pull out her, I think her it was her esophagus and intestines, and, and you chose not to. Her esophagus would require a little bit longer. Well, arm. you've got a great reach. You but, know, and she is a short, squat piece of cash. <laughs> now, let me tell you this. Cash Levy writes uh, on 12 7, 12 at 10, 13 p.m., it's Big Cat Week soon on Nat Geo, and no one called me in for an audition. I'm going to fire my lazy agent. Now, just... Okay, so there yeah. is no Big Cat Week, is there? Yeah, there's Big so Cat there Week, is. yeah. And you wanted, I saw that, I you wanted to go in as as one of the big cats? Yeah. And do you consider yourself to be sort of a large cat? I've, I mean... Because I will say, I, I sort of see you... I think people are either dogs or cats, and it doesn't have anything to do with their personality. But I think you kind of have cat-like movements. You know, I am more cat-like graceful. than dog-like. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm more dog-like. I knock into things. I'm kind of like... You know, I do that a lot. Uh, I will uh, jump onto a fire hydrant. You often and, urinate on things like snow people. You know, I will, I will hump truck a... Uh, uh, like a you you know, once masturbated hydrant. into somebody's grandma's tapestry. It was my own grandmother. Yeah. And that's a you know that that seems more dog like, but I, I feel like I'm more of a husky hound. Yeah, you're more of a husky hound. I'm a I'm you're a, cat. a feline predator. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm known for my explosive quickness. What are you? Which cat do you? <laughs> which cat? I jump off of things. You know. Which cat do you? A big cat. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, relate to the most? I think I think the you know the cheetah. You do. Yeah, the cheetah uh, runs very quickly. 
across and you also the terrain. Can run very quickly. I'm extremely terrain. quick, uh, but has no endurance endurance whatsoever. They actually, if they don't make a kill in two or three times, I don't know the exact numbers, but they will die because <laughs> they don't make a kill. So they they really they run very fast. They also don't smell very good, and that's why they and I'm that's you've noticed that's the way I am too because I don't wear deodorant and I wear the same shirt over and over again for months at a time. Holes so, begin with to holes, appear, and that's yeah. where the cheetah thing comes in too. But they don't. It's it's really sad it's if you're like out on the, if you've ever been on a safari that the lions uh, don't smell very they don't smell much so they can sneak up on animals and just sit behind a tree and just not have to use a lot of energy the cheetah the other animals can smell that's why they have to do this the monster sprint to try to catch that animal and if they miss they expend so much energy after a while they'll die they got to get them after two or three hours it's so sad that yeah. an ostrich would kind of be like pu yeah looks like there's a cheetah football field <laughs> length away from us. Whereas the lion kind of is the <laughs> the cologne wearing the lion is so lazy. Jungle, yeah, the lion is so lazy. Well, what about you know? I I always thought that I had the eyes of the tiger, you know, yeah, but the uh, elbows of a uh, venison, which is a reindeer, <laughs> it's been kept in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I don't want to continue with this reference. Hey, buddy, I'm going to move it on. I want to move it on because I want to make sure we get to the practical living in the modern age I this can't time. Wait, you know. And we don't have a song for that, we so don't. can you sing it? Yeah. Practical living. Where does it come from? How do we do it in these times? It's the modern age of practical living. We need it now. And when is now? It's the modern age. Oh, that was great. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Thank you. That's uh, something for the new year. I was uh, given vocal coaching when I was... Uh, something ki- for the new year. Eat your heart out, Thomas Blueberry. Yeah. Anyway, that was some good stuff, buddy. Practically living in the modern age. Um, <laughs> so insincere. My wife... Uh, anyway, good stuff, buddy. <laughs> my wife... Great. Eat your heart out, Thomas Middleberry. So, uh, <laughs> um, I, look, it's so fun to drive with a woman who's giving birth um, because... I mean, this is so exciting. I was on the 405 with my wife. This is uh, when, when my son was, you know, the day my son was born, because that's how it works when someone's giving birth. Uh, and I was loving it because I was driving in, like, the just the total lane on the edge, which isn't even a lane. And I was like, what are you doing? What if we get pulled over? I'm like, no, this is the one day where if I get pulled over, my reward is to get a police escort to the hospital, like, you can do whatever you want. So I think we should have rentals where you can rent <laughs> women that are giving birth. You know? This is the ultimate expression of misogyny and selfishness. <laughs> you know, and that's, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard. I have ever heard in my life. It's so awesome, especially in L.A. You can rent you pregnant for women to something. have a Look, reason to speed. You're late a lot, TJ. I don't want to, like, uh, you're late. You, you're, you're a lady. Oh, yeah, no, and, I'm, yeah. And you complain about traffic. If we could just get you someone 365 days Who's a year that's giving birth. giving birth. You know? I've been in labor for a year and a half, but I've been employed full time <laughs> by TJ to get. What do you I, think? What do you think? I think that's one of the most terrible things I've ever heard. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. If I throw an anus into that story, could it, it, could it, it pass muster? Too much. No, I mean, it. You're having an argument with your wife where she's like, why are you doing this? You're driving dangerously on a, a lane that you don't even know what it's called. Yeah. You it's called a, the left of the lane. Yeah, it's like a what did extra, you say? extra lane or something. It doesn't even, it's the emergency lane. You don't even know that. Yeah. So you're driving in the emergency lane. Your wife is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you're like, are you kidding me? This is the one time I could speed. And instead of getting a ticket, I'll get... 
An escort. A police escort. I mean, that is so weird. Your wife is giving birth, and you're like, give me a break. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I to really be honest. The pedal to the metal. I, I, I was in, I've never enjoyed driving in L.A. that much. We took the long way to the hospital. You, because I you was like, PCH. it's yeah. pretty rare I could get on these free. Yeah, the one, let's take the 110 here, just because I've never <laughs> been on it when it's not clogged up. We started going on all kinds of overpasses and detours. I'm like, let's go 91. Let's go to Long Beach. He, yeah. he actually lived six months in that like, car. Cut the umbilical cord yourself. Use the ashtray. Let's go <laughs> Let's go to Huntington Beach. Use let's the check ashtray. that out. First of all, no car has an ashtray anymore. <laughs> Second of all, least Use the lighter. Thing in the car. Use the lighter. Just burn it off. Do what you have to do. It's let's like drive. a string. Let's try. It's like a string coming off a sweater. Burn that umbilical cord right off. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, so that's your practice living in a modern age. Well, I you have one? Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. So I, lately, I've been uh, yeah. I, I've realized that there's a very specific and strange relationship you have with someone that you're waiting to to leave their parking spot so you can take their parking mm, spot. Yeah. And I really have become a staunch believer that you sort of pull up next. If you pull up sort of behind the person waiting in the position that you're going to go into the parking spot with, and you just put your turn signal on and you're waiting for them, you're kind of rushing them. And they don't have any responsibility to leave. It's actually your good fortune that you saw them getting in the car. And I don't want want that person to be rushing because they feel like I'm waiting, which I think is how a lot of us feel. Sure, sure. And so I pull up next to the person, and I ask if they're going to leave using hand gestures. And then I make a a series of shadow puppets uh, with also with my hands that shows a small kabuki play about a Japanese woman (laughs) who gives birth to a pinata. And I just... <laughs> and uh, and then, but then I like to give them a little like no rush, yeah. you know, okay. take your time. Yeah, and I'll even say that, and then I'll back up, and I find that they go even faster. They really do. They oh, sort so of you- think they appreciate the courtesy of take your time, and it'll actually speed them up. I think that's a really good thing to do. And I think if you ever, if someone honks at you, or you or you cut someone off in traffic, but more importantly, if someone honks at you and you're in front of them. Give a wave. It's so confusing to just get honked at. And you roll down your window and you wave. You just no thumbs up, nothing mm-hmm. sarcastic. Just like a thank you. That's just so weird. That's great because they're kind of going fuck you, and then you're like thank you. Yeah, they're like, and then you know they get more saying? upset. Yeah. You've managed to upset them more. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I have a little like sign that yeah. I pull out, I shove out the window. They can read it. And it's it's uh, it says uh, you have an ugly smile. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's in a it's in a seventy two point, point it's in a seventy two point font. Well, I have a lot it's of different very languages, large. and it's hard to find the signs because I don't know what language they speak. So sometimes I'll, and you're very racist, so you yeah, look so at someone and you'll say you clearly don't speak English. Yeah, so <laughs> it's hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah, I. I mean, I immediately ruined. It wasn't even a good joke. The idea that the sign was really big, but I just saying seventy-two point pond. I It's okay. I botched the joke before we even got there. I, I slowed down so much. <laughs> let's face it. I slowed down so much trying to think of the right words that the joke was completely fucked before we even got there. So it was. I should have just. We should have moved on to the this maskers. Is maskers, ladies and gentlemen. The maskers. And let's like eighty-five percent of superheroes. This is. 
Maskers. Or as I like to call it, taking it to uh. the maskers. <laughs> taking it to the... Oh, man, this is great. Um, by the way, thank you so much for listening. We are going to take a little sabbatical after this. Please stick with us and listen to our yeah, podcast. Just, you know, Don't be insulted. We, we're, long... we're human. We need a break, too. Yeah, just give us a couple weeks. We'll be back. going to recharge our... our batteries. In the meantime, like the f- Cashing in Facebook page. Yeah. Follow Cashing in WTJM on Twitter, right? That's right. Follow Cash. Follow myself. We're we're gonna be back. We're gonna be back we're stronger than a ever. Quick break. And I just can I real quick tell a story. Yeah. I was um, I was in Long Beach, and a uh, a three year old uh, young boy came up to me, and he said, "You know, are you are you on that show cashing in?" And I said, "Well, yes, yeah, no, I am. I am. Uh, you know, cashing in. I'm surprised yeah. that you." You recognize me just by looking at me because you're so young, and also yeah. I haven't spoken yet. You know, yeah, I take a vow of silence that week. And uh, the the child said, "You know, I I liked a part about the the mask for your face, and I just I must have kick punted that fucking kid." <laughs> 400 yards. I mean, I kicked him as hard as I fucking could, and it was it was a windy day, and I think that helped cure him, but I swear to God. Oh, was he flying I, the a kite second, at the time? Was he flying a kite? The second, no, he was parasailing, but the second that the second that he, yeah, he said, mask for your face, I kicked that kid as hard as I could, and I, I, he must have gone 400 yards. He really did. He was That's picked so... up by the wind. He did. I, I'm joking about the parasailing, but he yeah. was flying a kite that got... It got caught on a, uh, a seagull, a flock of them, and carried <laughs> they him. Carried him. Yeah, I don't think I would have hit him more than a couple uh, feet. But he, the wind and the seagull really and the kite, really took him. Yeah. yeah, he really, he really went for it. So I just again, I'm glad this did is that. Thank not you for doing about that. masks. Yeah. And if it is, and no matter what your age, you know, or your height, thank you for I defending will, the show that way. I will punt kick you You'll into punt the kick seagull the shit out of kite. You will pancake the shit out of a little kid. The kite runner becomes the kite. <laughs> and I'm glad the kid had some, like, ethnicity to him. Oh, I said... Uh, you, was you, he a Jewski? Yeah. Was he a Jewski? <laughs> you got there too quick. I realized I was about to be like... I kicked him and I said, So long, Jewski! <laughs> oh, man. Um, maskers. Um, this is from uh, uh, Kim Lee. Ask the mask makers, what's a sure way to impress a girl and get her number? Um, you know, I Kim Lee, um, I think you want to always do something you're really good at on a date. Don't you think? Huh. I don't know why people take girls to movies, you know, where you, you don't even get to talk. I guess if you, you know, if you don't like to talk, that's one thing, but... You can't really impress your movie. If you're really good at something, you should show up there somehow. You know, you're really good at, I don't know, uh, uh, punting a three-year-old. Then just show up in Long Beach and uh, kick and kick one I've and, and show her. Yeah, exactly. Kick one. Me, me a bunch of seagulls. A bunch of seagulls are flying by. I've, I've actually gone on a couple of J-dates. Find a windsurfing three-year-old. Juski.com. Have you seen that? Juski.com. Go to Juski Dates. I will, uh, you know, I used to, you know, it's important, you know, if you... Uh, I'm good at sneaking into things. That's one of my hobbies. I sneak into things for fun. And, uh, you know, you just show up at a, a concert that you know is going to be sold out. And then you're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to have to bust in, you know? Um, so do something you're good at. That's my answer. I think you can – I think a, a great way – and this is on a date. Mm-hmm. I think a great way to do it is at the end of the date, 
have something really quick planned that's kind of a fun, spontaneous thing. So Seems spontaneous. Be out of yeah, plan. but you're already out of plan. Like a band or something? No, not a band, but you say, hey, I know this great gelato place right around the corner. You want to quick go get gelato? Or, you know, I uh, have you ever seen a man set their own hair on fire? <laughs> <laughs> do that. Have you ever well, seen the open anal before? It's a do it over near that snow woman over there. Let's go put a couple assholes on these snow people. <laughs> and you say, let's I'll get take some, this calamari to go. Let's get some calamari and, and terrify some people. How about this one? Chez Shea. Now, I, I hope we haven't done this one because I love it. Maybe we did it, and that would be really embarrassing. Is it okay to slap your best friend's girlfriend on his behalf? No, I don't. No way. I mean, he, he's his friend is going to slap it's like a hitman. It's like literally a hitman. It's like, like you have. I don't think you should be slapping girls on your general. friend's behalf. Yeah, but you can't sort of say it does make it right, doesn't it? I don't think so. I mean, that would be like speeding just because your wife's pregnant. Oh, geez, that hurt. Well, how about a follow-up question? Um, Cheshire asks, "What if you slap her on the ass?" Maybe she just hit a home run, said something clever, looks good in her new jeans, etc. That that seems kind of that seems it. even worse. It's, yeah, it's weirder. <laughs> Here's the weirdest part: Are you saying, "Hey, your boyfriend want to give you a slap on the ass"? I'm going to go ahead and take. I'm going to go ahead and do him. that. Or are you sort of calling? Let your me heat up my elongated penis. So you got to see how good your girl looks in these jeans. He goes, "Well, give her a slap tap. I'll like, give her three stabs, and a, you know what? <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy." Uh, no, so the answer okay. is no to both questions. I agree questions. with you. I agree with you. Can I read one yeah. maskers? And I don't know yeah. if maskers mean something in another. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this says uh, Charlotte uh, Body Boost Char B O D I E writes Von Dach F Ich ein Schadache allemal Dingen don die ich luch wind and nichts macht ehrlich. Uh, hashtag masters, uh, maskers, hashtag series, hashtag luncheon, hashtag chillin, hashtag Julie, question mark. <laughs> so I guess my answer wow, to that is, tough one, yeah. I mean, what, what, are you speaking English? I just can't understand. No, I don't even think any of those words is Julie, I think is English. The rest of it is not. And then Rachel, Rachel underscore Lachira, C-H-I-R-A, writes, Wow, ich habe er in Manden nicht so schlecht äh, utgesen, dachte, Hashtag Maskers, Hashtag Eppelerin, Hashtag Wortenbad, Hashtag etc. Danmark. Huh, yeah, that'd be a tough one to really so I, pin <laughs> down there. Yeah, either. A- I'm just going to say, I guess after both of this, I'm just going to say, you've got to ask these questions in English. <laughs> yeah, I just, be- I can't understand. Or if you had a sign or something, you know? I like mean, a- yeah. It, That's other- really, I, I feel bad because we want to answer your massacre questions. But you're turning, but I mean, one- this one, Kathanel Janex writes, off defense, and what the fuck is this? I just don't even get a goddamn part of this. And then you know, the only one in English that I saw was, "Does the tip turn with the skid when losing control of a car?" Also apply to crapping your pants. Huh? Yeah. Turn. I kind of wish that one was in another language. <laughs> yeah, and that would be Dawson tip into the skid. In fact, maybe that's what those other questions were. That same question. 
Uh, Adam Boyer, White Yak 41, writes, uh, I'm doing some basic composition for my MoGraph final. Should I use a polygon mask or a four-point garbage mask? Hmm. And I don't get that. Boy, that's... Uh... <laughs> Get that okay, either. I got one. Uh, Carl Anderson writes, Better porno, Hard as Myself, starring The Rock, or Johnson & Johnson, starring Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> I like Johnson & Johnson because, like... Uh, I like Hard as Myself. I think that's kind of funny. As <laughs> The Rock. Yeah. But Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is The Rock, and he's not going by The Rock anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So another like masker is... Because we've all forgotten that that's what he was. Mark Pembroke writes, got a good hashtag maskers for hashtag cashing in with TJ Miller at Cash Levy. And that's it. That was the hmm. entire tweet. So uh, thank you, Mark. I mean, we love to know when you guys have got great maskers. You don't have to necessarily ask the masters. <laughs> You can just let us know that you've got a good one. Got a good one? Got a great one. We can guess what it might have been. Yeah, let's do that. I think he's he was sort of saying, if a snowman, if you take the carrot off and, mm-hmm. and make a snow vagina, is that a, a smaphrodite? Snowmaphrodite. Mm. Yeah, no, smaphrodite is if, 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 if half the carrot... Stays lodged. So in. You just cut the carrot halfway down. Halfway. You have a stubby, elongated uh-huh. carrot kisser. Yeah, that's that's what. That and then is. the vagina is right beneath it, like a tiny baby penis, right above the vagina. Yeah, which is you know my my husband Cheryl. Uh, that is her genitalia. She Look, is, here's what I'm looking forward to with the snow woman thing. Uh, the pregnant snow women. You put them in the car. You can just and before they melt. Yeah, the cop pulls you over, but it's too late. There's just a pair of sticks, a carrot, and some raisins. <laughs> there was a pregnant snow woman. Here. I swear to God, that pool of water is a pregnant snow baby. Hey, buddy, I I can't thank you enough for being on my first episode I, of the year. I just I love it. Happy 2013 to everybody. Yeah, thank I am, you so much I'm for being so here. Sorry for everything that I said and this was for a so lot much of the fun, stuff buddy. about the open anuses, but I just it's, I, I it was worth it. There's no way for two men to do it. I mean, it's no, just, it does seem very improbable. It's a difficult thing to orchestrate. Uh, it would take a great deal of flexibility, and uh, I don't think anybody should try it. This year, put a piece of calamari on the back of a snow person. <laughs> Give him that little <laughs> snow asshole he needs. Thanks for coming, buddy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.